Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope everyone is doing well and that you had an amazing weekend and that your day is going awesome. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how being able to forgive your spouse can help improve both your marriage and your mental health. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. Number one, being able to forgive can help you with behavioral regulation. So many times we let our emotions get in the way and we're so angry and frustrated until we may do, act, or say things that can be damaging to our relationship. So being able to take that moment to think and being able to forgive can help you regulate these emotions so that you don't do something or say something that can be damaging to your marriage in the future. Number two, it helps you to be vulnerable. A lot of times when we are hurt or we feel hurt, we build up walls. And when we build up walls, that is another thing that we're doing to keep our spouse out. Um, I know in another episode, a previous episode of the podcast, we talked about stonewalling and how stonewalling happens when you are upset, you're frustrated, you haven't forgiven your spouse, and you build up resentment and anger. And so in order to protect yourself, you start stonewalling or pushing them away or not communicating with them. Being able to forgive helps you to avoid stonewalling and helps you to be vulnerable with your spouse so that you guys can work on the issues and not be build up resentment, anger, or put up walls. Number three, it can help you to make decisions to forgive. Now, being able to forgive is not easy, and it does take making a decision. I don't think any of us are born with that innate thing where we can just, somebody does something that's real, it's like, oh, I'm going to forgive you. Not many people have that. I don't know. I don't. But it's something that you can work on. It's something that can happen. So making a decision to be able to forgive is something that can help you in your relationship. And I know people are thinking, well, if I forgive them, then maybe they'll think that it's okay and I'm okay with it. No, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness does this. Forgiveness allows you to heal it allows you to move forward it allows you to be emotionally healthy and it helps you to better your mental health what forgiveness does not do is condone the actions of the person that hurt you it doesn't say oh i accept what happened that's not what forgiveness is forgiveness is you making a choice that says instead of letting this person their actions or what they said ruin my life and make me feel upset all the time and angry all the time I'm going to choose to forgive them so that I can move on with my life. And a lot of times people don't realize that forgiveness is more for you and less for them. So being able to make a conscious decision to forgive your spouse is something that can definitely help improve your relationship because it will keep you from building up resentment. And that is something else that it does. It also helps you to reestablish trust because so many times the person who you're forgiving can benefit as well. If someone does something really wrong to you, most people, if they're not psychopaths, have some other issues, will take their forgiveness as, wow, they really love me. Wow, they really trust me. And being able to forgive your spouse lets them know that you trust them not to do that again. You're trusting them to make better decisions. I know that when my kids do something and I just say, you know what, I forgive you, but I trust you, we're not going to dwell on this, just don't do it again, I have a far better reaction than when I am fussing and screaming at them because people want to know that you trust them. People need to know that you have faith in them. And when people know that you have faith in them, 
it does a lot. So being able to forgive your spouse can also reestablish the trust in your marriage. Now, I know we talked about this, but being able to forgive also keeps you from holding on to anger and resentment, which keeps you from stonewalling, which keeps you from having triggers, which keeps you from being angry with them and just lashing out. Forgiveness can do a lot to help your marriage. So these are just some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. If you would like to find out more about how being able to forgive can help you improve your marriage, then click on the link below in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. This week on the podcast, we are going to talk about relationship burnout and the toll that it can take on your relationship. Now, we are all aware that it is possible to experience burnout at work. Believe me, I've been there. I've done that. I remember when I was working, um, I used to love my job. When I first started, I loved my job. But then I started to experience burnout and I was tired. So burnout at work is possible. But did you know that you can get burned out in your relationship as well? Now, before I talk about why relationship burnout occurs, let's begin about talking about what is relationship burnout. Relationship burnout occurs when one person or both are giving too much to the relationship, but get little or nothing in return. This type of burnout is often accompanied by feelings of exhaustion, feeling like something is missing, and increased pessimism in your relationship. Now, unlike cheating and dishonesty, which can lead to explosive breakups, burnout occurs slowly. So it starts with like one small conflict or disappointment that goes unresolved or overlooked or is minimized. And then as time goes up, the conflicts build up and the resentment builds up until the issue can no longer be ignored. And this can be like a slow, painful death to your relationship. This is why I always say it's important to address issues as they happen, address problems as they occur, so that you can prevent this from happening. So, how do you know if you're headed for a burnout? Well, here are some warning signs of relationship burnout. Number one, you're always fighting. You fight about everything, even small things. Now, it's normal to fight every now and then because two different people, two different backgrounds living together, it's going to be friction, there's going to be tension sometimes. But always fighting is a sign that you're heading toward relationship burnout. And it's not the occasional fight. So if you are fighting occasionally, don't panic. You're good. It's when you're fighting about everything, big things and small things. You stop talking. Now, this is terrible when this happens. And it is a huge issue because when people are talking, I've heard a lot of people are like, well, you know, we're fighting or we're doing this. But here's the thing. When you're fighting, you're talking. People fight for things that they think are worth the fight. People fight for things that they feel are worth it and that they've invested time in. When people stop fighting and just give up, that's a problem. And that kind of what happens in relationships when your spouse just stops talking to you. It's like they're giving up. So this can also be a sign of relationship burnout. Talking about or thinking about the future makes you cringe. Sign of relationship burnout. You no longer want to spend time together. This is also a sign of relationship burnout. Now, there are many more, but these are just the main ones that definitely signifies that you are heading toward relationship burnout. 
Now, believe it or not, there are also some physical signs that come with relationship burnout, and they are anxiety, depression, fatigue, stress, weight gain. Yeah, I didn't know. Weight gain, yeah. A lowered libido. That means their sex drive is really low or they no longer want to have sex. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because if you're angry with someone or you're frustrated and you're not happy, you may not want to have sex. So that's a problem. All right. You have a slower metabolism. That can occur. Women, you could have period problems. Yes, it can affect everything. You can have fuzzy thoughts. And fuzzy thoughts is just like you can't really focus. You can't concentrate. Your mind's like all over the place running 24-7. That can also be a sign of relationship burnout. Um, hair loss, a weakened immune system is also a sign of relationship burnout. So as you see, these signs are not just emotional, they can also be physical. So if you are going through a relationship and your relationship is making you feel burnt out or stressed or giving you a lot of physical symptoms that you are not doing well in this relationship, then we need to evaluate the relationship and where it's going. And whether it's something that you can work out or whether you can't work out. And I know I always talk about staying together and everything. And I tr- I strongly believe that any marriage can be fixed. Any relationship can be fixed. I believe that. However, if you see that your relationship is making you sick, physically sick, physically ill, making you lose your hair, you have to decide at that moment at what Point, am I going to stop this or continue this? So this is where you have to make that decision. Do I want to proceed with this relationship? And can it get better? Because if you proceed with the relationship, then you have to know that things are going to get better because you can't continue in this downward spiral of things not getting better, but you pressing on. I always tell people, if you're going to stay in a relationship, you have to know things are going to get better because if things are not going to get better, then you don't need to stay. You need to stop the bleeding, you know? But if things are going to get better, then you need to stay or you can stay. But you have to know and make that decision for yourself. Your family can't make it for you. Your pastor can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. Whatever, Whoever you listen to, they cannot make this for you. You have to make a decision on whether you feel the relationship is going to get better and move forward in a positive and healthy way. And then once you see that, then you can make a decision either to stay or to leave. Now, if you see there, there's no hope, the relationship is not going to get positive, and it's going to be the same thing over and over and over, then I would advise you to leave. And I know you're wondering, how do I know if it's just going to stay the same way and how are things going to be, you know, go over and over and over, and if things are not going to get better. And I think this is a situation where you just have to trust yourself, trust that gut instinct, and know that you are capable of making this decision. So trust yourself. And we do have an episode um, of the podcast, I think it was a couple seasons ago, about intuition. And we talked about how to trust your gut feeling. So if you have not heard that episode, I would advise you to go to, I believe it's season five or season four, where it talks about intuition. And the guy who was our guest was Sunel Gatsi, and he is an expert in intuition. So if you haven't heard that, Go listen to that right after you finish this podcast episode. But the thing is, you have to make a decision because you can't keep going back and forth. You have to know what you're going to do. If you're going to stay, then you can proceed and move forward to make things better and know that you guys are going to get to a better place. If you say, I I can't, I'm done, then you have to make that decision to go. 
you just have to pick one or the other. You stay or you go. As you see, relationship burnout doesn't only cause problems in your relationship, but it can also cause problems for your health. Now that we know what the cause of relationship burnout is and how it can impact your health and your relationship, here are some things that you can do if you, your spouse, or your partner are experiencing relationship burnout. Number one, agree to work on the relationship. And yes, I know you're like, what do you mean agree to work on a relationship? Because here's the thing, it has to be communication. Your spouse or partner has to know how you're feeling and they also need to know what you're going through. And both of you need to agree to work on it. Because if you're just like, well, this is how I feel and they just minimize your feelings, like, well, I feel fine, everything's great, and your feelings are minimized, then you both can't work on it and things are not gonna get better because they have not acknowledged your feelings. But if you both agree, like, oh, I, I see how you can feel this way, I see why you feel this way, let's agree to work on this. And you agree to work on the relationship, then that is one way that you guys can begin to heal from relationship burnout. Another thing that you can do is start doing things together. Develop a routine, something that you both like to do, things that you both enjoy, so that you can begin to enjoy spending time together. Another thing is touch each other often. And yes, I mean it, touch each other often. It could be in a sexual way, it can just be in a regular touching of the arm, putting your arm around their shoulder, a hug. A hug can say a lot of things, even if words are not said, because it implies love and warmth and caring. So a hug, a touch, anything. And make sure you do it often so that you guys can begin to bond again and reassure each other of your love. Another thing that I find is so important is ask for what you need. Many times we assume that our spouse or our partner should know what we need. And in our head, it's like, well, we know we need this and we know we need that, but you never told the other person what you need. Now, I remember there was a time when I assumed someone knew what I needed. Um, it wasn't a romantic relationship or anything, but I think it plays very well into what we're talking about today. There was a time when I was, um, I had just gotten engaged, I was planning my wedding, I was working at a daycare center, and my lunch break was always at 12 o'clock. But for some reason, like once I got engaged and everything, my lunch break started to be super erratic. And so since it had previously been 12 o'clock and that was the agreed on time for my lunch, I would schedule appointments for the wedding or things that I wanted to do for the wedding during our lunch break. And then when my lunch break didn't come, I would miss appointments so I couldn't do what I had already planned to do. And I was getting really upset and I was getting frustrated. And I was like, well, she knows I should have lunch and everyone knows I'm about to get married and this, that, and the other. So I was getting real upset. And so one day I went to the director of the daycare and I was like, listen, I said, I'm frustrated because I have things to plan to do at 12 o'clock. I'm not getting my lunch break. I'm in, you know, everyone knows. I was like, what did I say? I think I was like, I'm getting married and I need this time to plan, but I don't have my lunch break because it's coming late or not at all. And I need to have it. And she was like, Kiana, she's like, I am so sorry. I didn't know you weren't getting your lunch and I had no idea that you were getting married and using that time to plan. And when she said that, I felt, well, I was glad I mentioned it to her, but you know, it made me think because I realized I never told her I was getting married. I never told her that I wasn't getting my lunch break, but I was mad because I assumed that she knew these things. And I think that's how it is in our relationships. Like we assume that our spouse knows what we need and they may not. So it's important to ask for what you need because they may not know. And making assumptions and then judging them on the assumptions that you made about what they should and should not know is not fair. 
So make sure that you ask for what you need so that they can know how to give it to you. It's harder to try to figure out what people need. It's hard to guess. That's why even at Christmas, I'm just like, what do you want? Because I want to know what you want so I can give you something that's going to make you happy. I don't want to guess and you be like, ugh, thanks, or re-gift my gift to somebody else. So it's important to ask, what do you need in your relationship? So you can make sure you're in a position to give it to them. And if you're not in a position to give them what they need, you know what you need to work on so that you are able to give them what they need. Another thing to do to begin the healing process is to check in with each other often. And I think this is important because sometimes you might be happy in your relationship, but your partner may not be. And when you check in with each other, like, hey, how do you feel about a relationship? Are you happy? Are you good? Then they can tell you yes or no. And then if you know that they are good, then continue to do what you're doing. And then add some other things that you know they would like so it won't be stale. And if it's not good then find out what you can do to make it better for them. Because relationship is an experience of two people, not just one. So just because your experience may be good, doesn't mean that their experience is good. So you need to make sure that both of you are having good experiences in your relationship so that you can bond. Another thing that is really important is not to play the blame game. Do not blame them for how you're feeling. It's important to take responsibility for your actions. So the blame game is not going to work. It never works when you blame people. It just makes them more defensive and they put walls up because you are blaming them and they feel attacked. So don't play the blame game because we're adults. We're out of school. This is not high school. We don't need to play games. So we need to be upfront, honest, and let our partner know that they can trust us. Let our spouse know that we can talk and we can communicate even about the hard issues. And be accountable for your actions and what you say and what you do. It's not them, it's you. So work on these things. And if you do these things, they can definitely help to begin to improve your relationship if you are currently experiencing burnout. Now these are just some of the things that you can do to begin the healing process in your marriage or relationship. But don't get discouraged. I just want to encourage you guys. Don't get discouraged if things do not change immediately. Remember, it took some time for you to get burned out. So it's going to take some time to heal, you know? It always amazes me when people, myself included, because I'm very impatient, you know, we get frustrated. Like something happened and you say, I'm sorry, and maybe your spouse doesn't receive it immediately or it takes a while to get back to where you were and you get all upset. Like, dude, I said, I'm sorry, I did whatever, forget it, I'm done. But you know, we can't be like that because it's everything takes time. Like it takes time for food to grow. It takes time for you to learn something. It takes time to say things. It takes time. So you have to give yourself and your partner and your relationship the time to heal. Now the song that we are going to listen to today is called Hope You're Having a Good Day. And I picked this song because I wanted to remind you guys that even if you're going through the most difficult time or moment in your relationship or in your marriage, that it's possible for things to get better in your relationship. So here is the song, Hope You're Having a Good Day. It was late in the evening, he stood there, acting like he didn't care. A long day, a hard day, full of failures and despair. He didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss. He cleared out his desk so he could leave, found a letter from his wife he forgot to read. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing, I love Hope you're having a good day 
drive home took forever he wasn't sure what she'd say he didn't know how to tell her that he lost his job that day he didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss she held him while the tears fell down she wiped his eyes and begins to say hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what we're gonna make it through hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what we're gonna make it through Ooh. Ooh. many years have come and gone but one thing has never changed his love for her has gotten strong he loves her more with each passing day Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.